let's do this. It's talk comics to me time. We're gonna we're not gonna do a top ten, but we're still gonna make this quick. Yeah, we're gonna blow right through it. I'm gonna go first. I'm Heather. And I'm Champ. <laughs> this is John Clark's Something Juicy. Um, this is just a one shot. I just thought it sounded real gross, and juicy is one of my favorite words, <laughs> which I know yeah. sounds funny. Um, but this is a, it's a horror story. It's basically about this, uh, the most popular girl in school is trying to get revenge on this, uh, loser essentially for stealing her boyfriend. So she like is trying to figure out some juicy information about this girl so that she can use it against her. Like the hot gas. Yeah. The hot gas. There are rumors across the school, but she finds out that, uh, the, the loser ended up like with some sort of parasite and lost a bunch of weight and like got real hot and like popular but she formed like some sort of like relationship with the parasite that's in her hmm. and it it gets real gross um but for being a one shot i did really enjoy this it was so stupid and silly so Good. yeah and the art was like all right but i really like the way that the colors look like the way that it it's like shaded mm-hmm. and stuff but it's told through, the narration is through the perspective of the popular girl reading the diary entries of the not popular girl. All right. All right. So I have Gotham City Year One. This is a book by Tom King and <clears throat> Bill Hester. Um, sorry, everybody's name's on the front of this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eric Gepster and Jordi Belair. Uh, and I'm trying to find, this book has like a, a little warning in the front of it that says this comic contains language of a racially offensive nature and may not be suitable for all age groups. Its inclusion is intentional, creative choice intended to highlight the fact of that language of this type was frequently deployed in the past decades and remains in use today, even as contexts evolve. Readers for whom such language is triggering or hurtful should be advised. Um... So that wasn't, like, really the way I wanted to go into the book. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate the warning, but it was kind of just, like, off-putting because I don't... I don't know how well a creative team of... Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I looked everybody up. All white people. Like, I, I, I really need them to land their mark. <laughs> Because there is, like, a lot of stuff about race in here, which is is fine. And I don't mind, like, the discussion of that whatsoever. That is, like, a lot of what my life is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it's, like, just used, like, very glibly without, like, actually having, like, a a message overall, then, like... You're just using it for the sake of using the language. Yeah. Yeah. More than anything. Like, I I said to Chris, and this is, like, a terrible joke, and I, I shouldn't make it, but it's, like it kind of feels like Tom King is having his, like, Quentin Tarantino moment. So it's just... <laughs> yeah. So it's, like, it's... it's. I'm going to read the second issue. I'll see how I feel. Um, I think as somebody who is very entrenched in criminal justice and what I, like, read on a daily basis... I have a hard time with this sort of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, that's what it's in that time. And it's like, well, this is actually a fictional universe. <laughs> that's not necessary. But, but I guess it's like, well, it's based in New York or, like, it is based in, like, the United States. And it's like, I, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't know. I just really want them to, like, if they're going to explore it and say these things and use this language, actually have it be productive. And still at the same time, I just, it's hard for me to trust people. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, anyway, I'll keep reading it. We'll see. This is Batman. This is 128. This is uh, a little battle with failsafe. Yeah, and he seems to be winning. He's eating shit up. Um, I am beating the fuck out of everyone. Every single person that he can in Gotham and wherever else. Mm-hmm. He's like, nope, taking you down, you down, killing you. You're gone. You're gone. You're done. Uh, pulling out all of his special tricks. Yeah. Um, I loved this issue. I thought it was like great, yeah. nonstop action in it. Um, and of course, the art. I, I am obsessed with Jorge Jimenez. So, yeah. you know, the art was great. Uh, did you read the backup story? I yeah. I don't think I did actually. I did. Um, I have to refresh myself because I, I read this literally last week. Um, um, and I couldn't remember <clears throat> if I read this backup story or there is another. Oh, I don't think I read the Joker backup story. Okay. Yeah, I didn't read the Joker backup story, but I did read this backup story. Okay, yeah. Yes, I did read this. I do remember it. Uh, I liked both a lot, though. Like, Yeah, this was a really good issue. Mm-hmm. I, I liked this one quite a bit. I That's what I wanted from a Batman story. Yeah, I feel like it's it's been building to this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did really like this a lot. Nothing, nothing else to say, really, Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Joker, the man who stopped laughing. Yeah. Jesus. This is uh, issue number one. This is just a Joker story. I did I did like this um, more than I expected to, to be completely honest. Like, I special ordered the first one originally because I was like, oh, I kind of have to, mm-hmm. you know. And then I did end up adding it. Okay. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's literally just a Joker story. What if he decides, like, Gotham is n- not him deciding it, but what if he, like, leaves Gotham and tries to do his Joker shit somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, this was not my favorite thing. Um, I get that. <laughs> this was, like, not my favorite thing. There, I think the, like, because I didn't, like I said, I liked it more than I thought I did, but it wasn't until, like, near the end when I kind of mm-hmm. realized what was going on yeah. that I was, like... Okay, that is interesting. I did not like a lot of it. I did not like some of the characters that were in it. Um, I didn't, there was a lot of things that I didn't like about it, but I was into, oh my God, I do remember this story. I did read the last story too. Okay. Um, but yeah, like once I got to the end, I was like, okay, I want to know what happens now. Like yeah. I'm kind of into it. I definitely get that. Um, honestly, I just like, I don't know, I hate the Joker. Yep. I hate the fucking Joker, and the last thing I need in my life is a Joker story, so I'm gonna just go ahead and, like, bow out. That makes sense. Um, the, the other Joker story within Joker is, um, him trying to get <laughs> fucking Power, Power Girl? Yeah, yeah, Power Girl, uh, to go on a date with him because he's in love with her. <laughs> but no matter what he does, it's just not working out. It was very silly, and I, I really liked it. I completely forgot about that one. It was dumb as hell, <laughs> but I loved it. Next we have Poison Ivy. This is issue number five. This was actually supposed to be only, like, six issues, seven issues. Yes. Uh, ended up getting extended. This is just kind of 
getting towards the end of this story arc with Boyd's and Ivy coming to a head with her, I guess, mentor. Mentor, yeah. Yeah, um, that's what I got from it. I had a hard time reading it. Was your book like this yeah, too? Yeah, no, the print, okay. the print was off. Yeah, I had a very hard time like reading this. So I don't know. It took me a minute before I was like fully understanding what was going on because it was just like yeah some parts were like giving me a headache like that like that page like messed with me Mm -hmm. um but yeah daddy's home so (laughs) good good job that was a good way to do it um wait hold on shoot uh i have sort of asriel this is issue number three of six um still enjoying it I don't, I don't really have a lot to say. I, I really I never thought I would like an Asriel story in my life, but I, I just really, really... There's something about this that I find really intriguing. I wish I had kept up with it, but, like... I think it's just the ex- exploration that, like, he's having within himself, and, like, the the art is also something that I, I find very spectacular, but mm-hmm. it's, it's a good story. It's worth it. I did really, really like the art for... Like that first issue yeah. that I read, and I did, I did want to pick it up, but I, I feel like people now have been like, good. like I've been selling more, like especially on like Saturday, there was like three people who bought the issues, hmm. uh, which I was kind of surprised by. Yeah, like it's I was like, like a late hit. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm glad like people are picking it yeah, up because no, I was like, cool. no, that first issue was great. Yeah. Do it. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth a read. Mm-hmm. So I would not say no. Um, so a book we both have that we didn't realize, uh, is Leonide. Leonide. Yeah, that's how I said it. The Vampire. Leonide. Miracle <laughs> at the Crow's Head. Uh, so this is just about a little vampire girl. Yeah, it's, a uh, Mike Mignola. Is that how you say his name? Mignola, yeah. <clears throat> I never think that I'm saying it right, but it's a Mike Mignola story that doesn't have anything to do with the Hellboy universe. Yeah, just... A town, a village finds her on a wreck of a ship, brings her into town, and she sucks away their souls. Yeah, it was great. Just cute little kid stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did really enjoy this. I thought, like, especially because it is a one shot, so it wasn't like there is another one coming out. Another one shot coming out. It was on like one of the last few previews, so I'm gonna okay. have to order. I'm gonna have to order that one too because I. I wanted to read this one before I made that choice to get the yeah. other one, but I had a lot of fun. This one, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a delight. I did enjoy it quite a bit. Worth the read. Yes. Oh, cool. Now we're back on track. Yeah. Okay. And we both got this cover. This was one of the small things that I saw the other day mm. that I was like, I got the main cover originally, but I was like, no, I special ordered this one. So I like strict, I just went off the wall. I was like, this is Kevin Wada, dude. I gotta get this cover. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is Star Fox Axe tie-in. This shows uh, Star Fox's perspective and how he is trying to, I'll put this up, uh, save, the, save the humans, save, save everybody. Um, I did, I did like, I like this artist a lot, but there were some pages that I, it took me out completely. Mm-hmm. I, I like the story as a whole. I thought it was a really good, like, one shot. Like, I think this is one of the one shots that I truly enjoyed. Yeah. Because, again, like I said in the previous video, <laughs> I feel like it's the only the one that you... Yeah, the future video, Yeah, the future video. The only one that you really need to read if you're going to be reading them. That kind of explains what's happening, but... Yeah, sometimes, like, the art, I really, really enjoyed it, and other times I was like, I just don't like this, I just don't like this page, you know? But I think overall, it was was a nice, cute little story. I like Star Fox, and I've never cared about Star Fox before. (laughs) Fun little read. Yeah. It's a fun, Um, light read. 
Now we have X. This is the X-Men tie-in. This just follows, like, well, I mean, it follows the gr a group of people who mm -hmm. are inside of the Celestial trying to take it down. Uh, but this mainly deals with Jean Grey's judgment. I did love the art in this one. Yeah, the art was really great. That's fantastic, beautiful. I, I have, like, mixed feelings on the one-shot itself. But, yeah, as a whole, like, I think it's how I felt about all of them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, they're very, they're very much like there are certain parts of it that are really cool, but then others, it's like, it, like I had told you, like I'm kind of confused by the people that they chose mm -hmm. to do the one shots about because it says X Men, but it's not about the X Men. It's about one, one single person. I get it, I get it, but don't call it X Men if it's not all the X Men. Uh, and this, this is, is. <laughs> yeah, this is X Men. This is X Men Red. This is issue number seven. Uh, this is the death of Magneto. That's that's it. It's just like him soliloquying his way out. Uh, Doing the Magneto way. <laughs> uh, Iraqi kind of figuring out how to set up like the tables and who's going to help rule and make decisions and I really this issue was really great. It was yeah, it was really really good. There um question does this have anything to do with the story because no. I was like reading it and I was like I have no idea what's happening. No, I think that's like a sword like what was going on in sword. It does say sword. Yeah. But then I was like what is this just like the Marvel after credits that they do in the movie? I was Yeah, so I think it is like kind of like an after credits scene. Okay. Um, to kind of show you like what's like building. Okay. That makes more sense. Because Ab Abigail Brand also is on <clears throat> Mars. So. That's what I thought. Yeah. And that's why I like, I read this, this page and then I got to here and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. Mm. So I just closed it, set it aside and mourned the loss of Magneto for like two minutes. And then I <laughs> went about my day. Yeah. But good book. It was, it was great. yeah, that issue was really good. But as we've said before, like all of these X-Men Red issues have yeah. just been it's so been the good. Best book for sure. Yeah. All right, I have Kingdom Come Deliverance. This is issue number three. This is cover number C. The only reason I got these is because of the wraparounds. Um, this is just two brothers who are fighting for the throne. I really don't have anything else to say about it. I do like it quite a bit, but there's just nothing this is else. A quick, this is a quickie. Yeah. No, no rants here. This is real quick. I have no rants about that book anyway. It's just a nice little light medieval read. <laughs> All right, I got the last issue of British Paranormal Society. This is issue number four. This is just a folk horror story. They've been taking people out and sacrificing them at these stones uh, because they think that they can't, like, save them. But the thing, the truth of it is all of this, like, the people who touch the stones have been getting uh, flashbacks to a giant fight between a demon and some aliens. Did you like it? I did actually. You really did. Like it. Okay. It was a lot of fun. The way that you described it made it sound fantastic. Yeah, so. no, it, like it reminded me of like very much like those '60s or '70s like British folk horror stuff, like like The Wicker Man. Yeah, like Wicker Man or like uh, Psychomania that I watched okay. last year. Just like those those type of things were just like why okay. right, okay. but super enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, how many issues was it? Four. Four. You didn't have to be familiar with the characters, which is like one of those things I really do like about the Hellboy universe stuff mm -hmm. like this. It's just like, mm -hmm. okay. It's just a nice little story within the universe. Yeah. yeah. Don't okay. have to know. All right. Next we have Golden Rage. This is uh, Battle Royale on an island between older ladies. 
and women who no longer are menstruating. Mm-hmm. And this just alludes to some twists. Which, when you word it like that, it doesn't seem like a book that I would, like, enjoy. It it reminded... I don't know. I got this that weird, gross feeling that I got when I was... When we first read that, like, Maneaters book. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's definitely not is, like that. No, it's not. But it's, it's a very, very enjoyable book. Yeah, it's more like... Not nuanced isn't the word I'm looking for. It's it's more in depth and more reflective than yes. like man eaters is, yes. and it it has more like there's substance. To yeah, it. there's more substance, and I also think perspective and self perspective to it as well. So it's not just like <laughs> women rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I am very i I am excited and like apprehensive of what the next issue brings because I was like oh the character I like might be an asshole yeah it's weird (laughs) it's so weird um yeah because I thought that too that last page had me going like the fuck is happening it was like this can't be real yeah um and then the the back there's always they give you like little information about you know finding things in the wild and using them for specific things this one is about uh broadleaf plantain gives you a bunch of a list of things that you can make using it, but then also uh, the horseback librarians. There's a whole uh, essay about like trans poetry and stuff, which cool. is really really cool. Um, and then it's called Infinite Difference: Other Poetries by UK Women Poets. But yes, it's just I I really like the extra stuff that they yeah. are adding to this book, and I think that's another thing that makes it so much more enjoyable because it's it's not just Yes, it's great. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so do our listeners, yes. hopefully. Uh, ready, ghoul? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this is Night of the Ghouls. Uh, this is issue number one. <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Uh, this is a book by Scoot Snyder. Scoot Snyder. <laughs> our, our friend and colleague, Scoot Snyder. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Scott Snyder. I don't mean to be a dick. You can't help it. You make a mistake one time and it just sticks with you forever. <laughs> um, but the art is by Francesco Francavia uh, and letters by Andrew Design. Uh, this was a this was a great book. Yeah, this was so much fun. Uh, I I've been reading Dark Spaces, Wildfire, Off the Wall, and I've been enjoying that a lot. But this is probably the Scott Snyder book I've liked the most in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just a story about a director who is in an old person's home who a young man and his son, mm-hmm. his have, little shit son, <laughs> have tracked down um, and have found out the secrets and they don't actually know really what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I love this. I don't... I, it was, I think, a mixture of the art and the tone. Yes. Just, like, the way the story revealed itself. I loved how there were snippets of the movie between, like, scenes. Right. No, I was going to say, the, the way that the story is told, it's told between, like, the, the present day, I guess, where the, the dad is interviewing, or trying to interview, talking to the old man, aka the director, but then it also is showing the scenes from the movie so mm-hmm. as you're being told this story about like what is going on with it and the horrors behind it you are experiencing that as well i was like 
That's entrapment. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, the way the the way the story is like unfolding is really cool and obviously there's more levels to even like the father son mm-hmm. family relationship that's going on uh so yeah this is i think worth a read especially like halloween time yeah i was gonna say this is like the perfect time of year for this type of story and it, it hits in like the best way too like mm-hmm. it just ugh. It it's was, nice and thick too yeah. like i i loved how much there was to the story in that yeah one issue. i would say i think that was also something i didn't enjoy it was like I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like there wasn't enough. I yeah. felt like there was like a perfect amount and just like, yeah, built the story great. Yeah. Cause yeah, for that type of story, that particular issue was essentially two issues in mm-hmm. one. And I think for that type of story, when you're telling that in that way, you do need that much at once. Otherwise it can, you can lose interest real fast. Yeah. Especially cause it is like, there's so much switching back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So next we have Kaya. This is issue number one. This is a story about uh, Kaya and her brother who are kind of traversing uh, the world after their village and all of their people are completely wiped out. Um, I loved this. It was so good. It was so good. I I knew that I was going to like it when I, you know, read the solicit for it and saw, obviously, the art, like, was mm-hmm. great. But I just, I was not anticipating liking it as much as I did. It was... The story was so, like, the narration and the way the story was, like, told was just, like, so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I... This is definitely going to be, like, a gut-wrencher at, like, points, I, I think. But... Mm-hmm. I just love the, like, the grounding of, like, the narration, because obviously this is told by Kaya's brother. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Uh, from the future, kind of reflecting on the past and how Kaya and him worked together, and he was a prince in his village, and that really, like, comes through in the way he acts, and there's a lot of, like, personal reflection. Jin. Jin. Uh, a lot of, like, personal reflection within, like, the narration that I really, really liked. His his characters are, like, drawn so good, too, because even Jen, like, does not look human, but I look at him and I can see, like, I've seen kids that look like that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be really good. Yeah, it's it, going to be a great book. I would, I would definitely, definitely say to pick it up. Like, mm-hmm. no reason not to. Uh, the first issue does a really good job of obviously introducing the main characters, but also introducing the kind of world that we are going on this journey in Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like the different kind of characters and mutants you're going to be running into. So very good first issue. I'm excited. All right, that's it. We'll see you later. We're actually not going to say anything else. We'll see you on the flippity flip. Bye. We love you. Goodbye.